This episode may contain content that is sensitive, alarming, or triggering in nature. Please be sure to check the show notes prior to listening so that you can make an informed decision on whether or not to tune in. If you decide to skip this episode, we'll catch you on the next one. Hey guys, you're listening to Talk Space with Jen and Quee. I'm your girl, Jen. And I'm your girl, Quee. And this is our Safe Space podcast, where we talk about all things life, from professions to family to love and all the things in between. But from our perspective, of course. So grab your favorite drink, have a seat, and let's just chat. So I first just want to say that the unpacking that is happening in this episode is beautiful to me. Like, it's just, it's everything to me. Um. So that's why I've been like super quiet and I'm just over here like checking stuff off because we're you know like we're hitting points without even um the points actually being brought up and I, I kind of want to backtrack just a little bit and cover a few things the first thing is that and maybe we, we could have opened with this but when we say mental health it's not saying something is wrong it's not saying that you are abnormal it's not saying any of that first of all each of us has our own normal right and when we try to adhere to what society deems as normal it's when we end up driving ourselves to do things that we probably wouldn't do or be thinking a way that we wouldn't think so when we say mental health it's just basically it's like what christian said it's just a check-in like hey how you doing what's going on what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Let's work through those processes just so that just so that our body isn't continuing, but our, our frame of mind is stopping in one place. We don't ever want to stop um, that growth, whether it's emotional, physical, or mental. So I definitely wanted to say that. I also wanted to say that being anxious, being depressed, having ADHD, having anxiety, um, having bipolar disorder, having schizophrenia, whatever the diagnosis is, even if there is no diagnosis, it is not a sign of weakness. It is not. So often I have heard that, um, going back to what you were saying, Christian, as far as that being, you know, like a black thing or a white thing, or this isn't something that we do. First and foremost, we, I think we're all guilty of at some point in our lives, we've been like, mm. That must have been a white person. Mm. That must have been a black person. Girl, you know that wasn't us that did that. I remember when the whole, was it the DC sniper? When the whole DC sniper situation happened and everyone that I spoke to was like, you know, these crazy white people, they just be doing the myth. Honey, when that story broke that that was a black person, I was like, oh, Lord. And you know that they said it couldn't have just been the fact that he was black, that he had to have been crazy, crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I want us to, I want these conversations to happen so that we can kind of get out of that, that frame of mind that certain people don't do certain things or certain people do do certain things, whether it's gender, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's culturally, traditionally, religiously, because that limits us. And as Christians said, we don't need to limit ourselves. And when you put a limit on yourself, you also put a limit on your potential breakthrough or on your potential in general. So definitely wanted to make sure that I hit that. And then 
I think one thing that I wanted to make sure that we covered and you guys weighed in on was the trust issue that you mentioned as far as Black people not trusting or African-Americans not trusting um, the healthcare industry in general, because that is something um, that, <laughs> that has so many levels. I feel like every time we get together, we talk about all these layers and all mm-hmm. these levels. And <laughs> hashtag it's um, broke, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And like the inequality to care and, you know, people not taking certain things seriously. And even be, in that conversation can go beyond mental health, right? It can go to your OBGYN, it can go to your internal medicine doctor and them not understanding or not taking you seriously. Right. So I think a lot of times labels get placed on us in the healthcare industry. Definitely the inequality of care, um, the trust issues that come with the healthcare industry, with the mental health professions, with the white man and going to see the white man as a therapist. I want to make sure that we dig into that a little more. And then definitely in the comments and in the show notes for this episode, I want to make sure that we list different resources because that is very, very important. Um, Because I think one of the barriers to seeking mental health, um, health assistance, um, whatever, you know, you want to call it to make yourself feel more comfortable is that kind of socioeconomic status that I think historically um, has left African-Americans or people of color and kind of like the bottom levels of society, right? So now there are so many different resources and I definitely want to make sure that we list those, but yeah, I just kind of want to get you guys feedback on those trust issues and, you know, where do we go from here? What needs to happen next? That is interesting. Um, I do want to go back and say that, just to make clear, because, you know, the haters are going to say things, <laughs> finding and working with the Black therapist is not limiting ourselves, okay? Just wanted to put that out there, okay? What I mean to say and want to make very clear is that when you are looking for care um black therapists who have a certain level of expertise skill knowledge experience that's not always um accessible in your area and so a lot of people will stop and say well i can't find a black therapist who will work with me on my trauma and this and that um so i'm just not going to go to therapy so that's the piece that i want people to understand is that i mean you could take a chance on this white, Asian, whoever therapist who could actually help you and get what you're looking for. So don't let your trauma skew your view and say, well, I can't trust all of XYZ people and shoot yourself in the foot when it comes to getting care. Um, And that is where your consultations come in. So as far as where you go next, ask questions and become curious about what you got going on. I had a consultation with the young lady today who was going to be starting with me in the next couple of weeks. And I offer those free 15 minute consultations. So if you are looking for um, a therapist, which I'm going to, you know, give you guys some resources. Therapy for Black Girls is a wonderful resource. It's a directory where you can go look for a therapist. You put in your zip code and you will find likely a Black woman for, you know, like if you're looking specifically for a Black therapist. You hit her up, you say, hey, um, what are your rates? What do you work with? What is your experience there? Interview her or him, figure it out. Because just because your insurance company says, this is the list of people in your network, that doesn't mean you have to go with them. 
you can ask them questions and if they don't fit your need, if you're not getting the right vibe from even their voicemail or how, they're, how they handle crisis, how can you um, access them between sessions? Are you allowed to do that? Like think about what you are looking for, what you need to see if that person matches. Take control of your care from the very beginning. And so that is what I think a lot of people don't realize, especially Black people again, um, with our poverty mentality, you know, we're not going to ask for things or think that we deserve things. And, you know, we have this whole like, you know, Black Pride movement, and I get it, and I love that, that we are becoming way more unapologetic about things. But there's still this very little trickle of stuff generationally that comes down to us and says, we don't deserve really great care. I'm just going to take whatever I get. And that's what I find when I actually deep, dig, dive deep up in that thing in therapy. You know, when people finally show me who they are after like six sessions <laughs> and it comes out to be like, well, dang, man, you know, I didn't really think about that. I really was kind of I am insecure about this thing. So that's why I took this and that out of that relationship or that job or whatever. So from the very beginning, know that you deserve the best care that you can get and it's accessible to you. I'm about to stop taking insurance for a whole bunch of reasons. <laughs> I would rather have more control over how I, you know, manage my practice. So if you, so I'm about to start charging 150 for the first session and then 125, I think, for all the follow-ups. And I'm not the only one in my area in private practice who's doing that because insurance is just a whole scam. That could be a whole other podcast too. <laughs> but a lot of people access their care to their doctors, to their therapists through insurance. And I get that. And my whole thing with Couch with Christian, anyone who comes to me for therapy, I want you to access care. I want to make it easier for you. But don't come to me saying, oh, your therapy sessions are too expensive when you come on my screen every week and your lashes is done and your hair is braided and your nails is done. Sis, really? And you come in here and tell me about all your trips. Like people think as a therapist, I ain't supposed to say this. <laughs> I want to help people. That is exactly why I'm a therapist, right? I, I diversify my skill set. I give away so much crap for free. I do a wellness Wednesday for free for about 30 minutes every week on my Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube. I give you stuff all the time. I, you're on my email list. You'll get a random worksheet on how to deal with anxiety and affirmation. But since I got a family to feed and I'm trying to model for you that I value what I have put into myself as far as my education, the continuing education that I have to do to keep up my licenses and certifications with an S on the end, because you got to pay for that thing. It's not, it's not free, y'all. So outside of the money, how much do you want to invest and value yourself? So again, going back to not limiting who you want to see the kind of care you want to get, what what do you want to do? Like you go and get your, your, your lashes done for like maybe 150 for a refill or whatever it may be, then that could be your therapy session right there. Sis, it gets up there. And I know because I had to take a break. My lashes are gone right now. I know. I feel right. triggered when you started with <laughs> lashes because listen, Sophia be getting me right, okay? Yeah, shout out to Tia, the glamour principal. I love my last Listen, Sophiology right? here it. in Houston. If y'all visit, don't book her because y'all be taking up the appointment. All the slides. And y'all do not be returning custom. Y'all know what this ain't even what this about. I felt triggered when you said but lashes, that, though. <laughs> because I, I like to get my lashes done, too. And I don't, you know, that is obviously one of the last of, on the down part of my totem pole. Because I don't even got my lashes on now because I got priorities. I'm shifting things in my business, you know. But still, when I when I talk to people in therapy 
and we're talking about priorities and your values. And so you tell me that you want to work on your self-esteem. I don't know why I feel this way, but yet you told me you you're skipping your appointment for the last minute because you got a trip next week and you got to go do X, Y, and Z. All right, sis, because when you come back, it's going to be a story. Something going to go down because you have not yet figured out how to cope with whatever drama comes on this girl's trip. But you look cute, though. I I mean, it is what it is. And again, <laughs> you know? I feel triggered because my lashes is like priority number two. Why y'all think I'm struggling? Okay, because so I'm not going to be able to get my lashes or my nails done after I had this baby because I ain't going to be able to afford no child care. Y'all, listen, I look need at a you mental spiraling. Take a I need breath, a mental then. health break. Okay. <laughs> Christian, when we're done, I'm going to book an appointment because I need it at okay. this point. <laughs> not the spiraling for me. Um, mm -hmm. I just have one question really quick. Do mm -hmm. do I need to up my lash game? Because y'all go to somebody to do your lashes. Listen, it is a game. Like Y'all not going to buy a strip and putting it on? No. I, cause I Hell no. Because I could not figure out how to do it. And once, once I started to get them single extensions, it changes it first of all, it changes your face. It changes your face, okay? You ain't even got to put on no makeup. Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. I love you, Tia. All right, You're I'm gonna best. go ahead and make a note. Okay, love it. Um, what what length do you get though? Because I'm a 14 girl, okay? Just give me my 14. I get whatever the regular what? is. I'm still new to the game, so I get oh. the regular. I don't get like a super volume. No, I just no, want no, a natural no. look. I get a nice little regular. But my length mm -hmm. is 14 because it gives it a cute pop without all the extra. Oh, groove. I need to ask about length then. Yeah, girl. And if she tell you like you like a 12 or 13, that's okay. But so the 14 really do change the face. Okay. I'm a 14 oh, girl. Oh, I might, I'm going to have to tell you that. I didn't even know that there was You like, might already be getting a 14 because you did say your, your eyes pop. So you might be they already do. getting a 14. I'm going to ask. I'm going to verify that. But see, that's the kind of stuff that makes me feel good, right? Like, but when we're talking about this inner healing, you know what I'm saying? If I could be a responsible host and bring it back on track, I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to take it off to the left. Well, <laughs> to bring us back on is make sure you got enough coinage to be able to support the lashes and the yeah, and the therapy. I mean, come on, you know, and that's really like in all seriousness. I'm not trying to count people's pockets, like that's not who I am. Because people that people will always come back when they know, like, okay, I'm I'm tripping. I know I need to be in this a little bit longer, or I'm going to be in therapy for two or three appointments and fix me, and I'm good. You taught me how to breathe. You told me what my traumas Grandma. were. Listen, I get that a lot, yeah. a lot more. But I want to say that that is a trauma response, though. That's the avoidance piece. People get scared when I start digging, and they're like, "Whoa, shit, mm -mm, I can't." That's <laughs> well, like saying, "I'm gonna go to church for two or three weeks, and I'm gonna get into heaven." What? Yeah. It's a lot. Going to church I mean, don't don't got nothing to do with your walk with the Lord. Hold up, now. It don't. I'm that's what he's saying. I can't. Oh, I'm in therapy all the time. I'm being therapy all the time. Sometimes I don't even have nothing to talk about. I just be sitting in therapy. My therapist be like, "Hey girl, I'm like, hey girl, what you doing this weekend? What you doing this weekend?" That's because you avoiding. But we ain't even finna get on your back though, girl. Whoa, 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 huh? whoa, whoa! That's not true. That's not true. Oh, my, my I don't avoid your therapy. I unpack your therapy so much so that my therapist is like. She gotta go break. see her therapist, or he gotta go she, see their therapist when they listen. 
right after I have my session, she got to have a session with me because she got to unpack what I just unpacked into her spirit. She got to figure out what to do with it. But yes, I, I don't I don't avoid. I I avoid with regular people because regular people, one, are nosy. Two, they're not always there to help you. Three, they don't even know what to do. So they want to give you stupid advice based on what their experiences are versus trying to walk you through a situation so that you can come up with the solution. When you talk to regular people, they want to solve your problem for you or tell you what you should do. When you go see a therapist, they equip you with the tools to make the decision yourself so that the next time you encounter that experience, you already know what to do. So if you just want to be told what to do, go ahead to the great value version and hit up please. But okay, that's what I was about tools. to say. I was about to say that. You know, but if you need tools and really need somebody to break it down and dig deep, y'all better go holler. Right. I'm, right. I'm right. so glad you brought that up, though, Jen, straight up, because I think I saw a meme about that and um about going to a therapist versus your friend. Like, I might as well go holler at my homegirl. Okay, go to your homegirl who ain't fixed herself or addressed any of her traumas and See what happens. You know what or I'm who saying? gonna hype you up and y'all end up doing a drive by together. Together. And then you both end up behind bars together. Absolutely. Whatever it's you need on the point. great value level, I got you. So if you need a homegirl <laughs> to do a drive by with you, call me. Go ahead and get that great value BB gun and watch it watch it get stuck on you when you find it to a drive by. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, I wanna equate something. I wanna I wanna um I just want to give a little analogy. You were talking about like only going to a black therapist, the people who are only seeking out, like they have it in their mind. I'm only going to go to black people. I'm only going to go to black women, black men, whatever. And when we limit ourselves like that, one, you don't know that person's specialty, right? You may be suffering from something or you may need to work through something that they do not have experience in and they have not received the clinical training for. So with that said, guys, we all know that one black person who look like they should be able to cook some soul food, but when they get in their kitchen, it ain't soul food. It is soul destroying food. It is like that too. You cannot just go to someone because of the color of their skin. We have these, these misconceptions about people. Don't do it. Find the person that is right for you. And it may take a couple of people, right? So we can't always give up. It may take a couple of people for us to get to that person that is going to be the most beneficial for us. So, um, yeah, don't do it. And again, equate it too, because y'all stop sleeping on y'all vegan and vegetarian brothers and sisters when it comes to cooking (laughs) soul food, because- Hey guys. (laughs) My homegirl over there can cook. Oh, don't ask me. Even go eat none of it, but she can cook it Mm -hmm. though. So again, you know, somebody that's different, you're like, oh, ain't no way she can make fried chicken because she's vegetarian and vegan and all of that. You know, because black people don't never know what you really are. They just in all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And all of that. (laughs) But she can cook fried chicken. Yes. 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 Thank you. I will get my paper bag any of the days and my cast iron skillet. And make some fried chicken. But I also want to point something out because I think we may have missed this in the translation. Um, Christian put emphasis on licenses. 
Okay, I caught the Holy Ghost when she said it. And the cost okay, okay. of continuing education, <laughs> y'all, I'm sorry. It was muted, but I felt it in my soul because that girl over there getting them accolades for y'all and y'all are playing. Don't play with me. It costs a lot of money. I'm actually going to drop those because I don't even need them. See, that's that's my own thing, right? If I'm going to tell on myself, my insecurities were so strong such that I felt like I needed to hide behind the letters. And that was before I got my experience and kind of knew what I am really good at. And that's working with the trauma and doing the speaking and help people feel comfortable enough to even have the conversation. So if you are in whatever industry or at whatever stage you are in life and you feel like I need to hide behind A, B, and C and spend all the money on this stuff, you could be using that for therapy. And that could be a way. I'm trying to free up your pockets <laughs> and not even to come to me because I, I, you know, I barely have room. I mean, I didn't be in your state. But think about how much you prioritize other things like your accolades over your mental health, right? Like that, the lashes is one thing, but then where else are you putting your money? The trips, you know, I don't know, the shoes, whatever it is. My nails in Target. (laughs) Target. Financial literacy that's happening for me right now. This is a whole financial literacy, confidence boosting and mental health resource podcast episode right now i'm, t- it I'm all excited together that's why i think this conversation is so important because a therapist um and i say licensed because there's a certain standard of training that we have to go through and that that's important but um i mean we just don't put much i'm value sorry christian on what can we i do. i need oh, to yes. interrupt you very quickly because <laughs> i need these people in these streets to stop saying that they are counselors because you took a three-week course online. They gave you a booklet. You answered the test. Let me tell y'all something. You ain't a counselor. You filled out an application. I need you to stop lying to yourself. Come for me. Please come for me on this because I will go toe-to-toe with you on this one. Mm. Stop doing it. Just because someone says, oh, I am, listen, and this is why I have to say this, because someone approached me once and asked me if I wanted to be a life coach. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I hadn't thought about it before. Like people have asked me that in the past, if I want to do life coaching. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me, right? The podcast is where I am. Teaching is where I am. Doing all the other things is where I am. And then I asked, well, what kind of training? Oh, you don't need training. Hold up. Wait a minute. Back it up. <laughs> you don't need training to guide someone else through structuring their life. No, 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 no. You just join my program and I teach you how to run the business. So now we're a pyramid marketing scheme. I need y'all to stop. Granted, there are there are plenty of life coaches that go through actual training. They go to institutes that are, some of them are accredited, okay? And they do have an actual course or courses that they take. But I need y'all to check these credentials, okay? I'm so glad you said that and I'm just going to leave it at that because there, there's this whole argument in the industry about you know a licensed therapist versus a life coach or whatever it is do you but please understand that not life coaches are not held to any regulations any ethical code no mandate so you're not necessarily protected someone comes into my office then I am held liable for certain things. 
I could go to jail or get my license taken for certain things. If you, if I'm a regular life, I don't want to say regular life coach, like a snob, but if I'm a life coach and I have no professional integrity, then if you are in a crisis situation where, you know, you may be feeling like you may want to harm yourself or someone else, then the life coach can just get off. And there's no one to hold accountable for whatever you may have done because you may have had a mental illness. There are lots of people who are wonderful life coaches. They know where that fine line is, where someone needs therapy and they're responsible and they will make that referral. Um, There are people who have graduated from therapy and their symptoms have alleviated and they know, hey, I just might need some maintenance for what I've learned in therapy because I've worked through this thing and they go to a life coach and that's totally fine. You can do that with a life coach or a therapist, but you have to know those things. Maybe you want to ask someone again, going back to your consultation, do you think I might need therapy or like life coaching? You know, look at what that looks like so that you can say when you call somebody, this is what I'm experiencing. I think I may need this. What's your opinion on that? Because what I know about this and what you do as a life coach, I may not be able to cover this because you may not be equipped because I might need a therapist. Like really get into, become curious about your situation. And when I'm talking to my clients about regaining their power over their symptoms, I tell them, get get investigative, get curious, learn about what this anxiety looks like, where it starts. Write notes about what your self-talk looks like. Like, you have to figure it out. Sit with her, and I, I call her her. Y'all notice I, I personify a lot of things. But anxiety, name her. If Sally shows up, and I know when you come on my screen, you say Sally's here. She was here last week. Yeah, I was doing this, this, and this with work, and my husband was doing this, and my kids. I'm like, well, what's Sally say? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get into this. What is she? What is she in your head saying? And what does she say you need? Right. So like get into what that looks like and have a conversation because <clears throat> anxiety is likely your inner child. That's a whole nother podcast again. And I do a lot of that inner child work. Like what piece of you is presenting to protect you? Because all she's doing is trying to just stand up for you for that time that you were hurt at that moment. So that's what anxiety was kicking up. So you got to talk to her. And so eventually Sally becomes young so-and-so. Right. Because you need to talk to your younger self and say, you are safe. So it's like, it's okay. We're an adult now. This is what we know when this feeling in our gut starts to drop. This is what we know. Let's go by facts. We're not kids anymore. Like, we don't have to go by the fact that I might be harmed because I actually have my own house. I have people around me who love and protect me. So have that conversation with them. And because you become curious and you're having the conversation with your younger self, you know how to talk yourself down. So... All this stuff, people in like in the black community, like I said, we've gotten so much better about having these conversations about mental health. And I think the next step for us is to actually start going to get the help. I'm not saying you need to denounce anything else because people's cocktail of self-care can look like a therapist. It can look like church, yoga, walking. When do you need these things? That's the key. Do you know when you need to go do A versus B? If you know your level of anger, is it anger or is it betrayal that I'm feeling? Because you're going to need a different level of self-care and betrayal and feeling vengeful and and invalidated than when you're just feeling a little let down. Like you got to know where you are on that scale so you give yourself and match that proper coping skill. That is what we need to know um, as far as the next step. Because you may not need a whole therapist. You really just might need to go to sleep. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? 
I think everybody needs therapy. <laughs> you know, you can work out something, but you might not need to go to therapy. Try to change some life things. You know what I'm saying? Change the diet. <laughs> you might not need to do that. But if you go in for more than two weeks with the same symptoms, that's when you need to holler at therapists. If you were sleeping way more or way less for a two-week period of time, that's a good indication that something is going on and that you might need to talk to somebody. That's kind of like a rule of thumb. So the next step is become curious and figure out what these symptoms are and how that shows up in your life. And if it's interrupting your daily functioning to where you know you pop it off with your kids more than normal or your partner more than normal, then that's a good sign that you're not really yourself. Like what is actually going on? And you could probably, uh, you know, adjust it and address it within just a few sessions. There is such thing as short-term therapy. That's probably something like, three to six months, you target an issue and you keep it moving. Um, it just depends, of course, again, on what you need. Wow. Now, as y'all see, Christian let those credentials show just now. Okay. She broke it down for y'all. That's okay. the couch with Christian. If you want to be a love seat sister, come on over here. <laughs> love seat sister circle. Girl, I love that. You can still get a little something on the love seat. Okay, <laughs> not on my love. Seat. It ain't as much as you can get on the couch, though. You definitely need to go on over to the couch because I ain't gonna give you very much, girl. Maybe I should have changed it to like single seat, <laughs> sister, because you ain't gonna get much over here. I promise you. That was funny. I like it. I like it. I feel like we definitely talked about a lot. I know that I have names for my things, so my anxiety has a name, my anger has a name. All of them equate to leave me the hell alone, but they all have individual names and processes. And I do want to touch on one last thing that you mentioned. Um, and, and you didn't really say it this way, but I feel like maybe that's what you were saying. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Is that when we get to those feelings, when we are experiencing them, it's important that we take or we try to take a moment and just identify what our safe space is. Because then when we identify what our safe space is, we can kind of, sometimes we can almost even bring ourselves down out of that enough to kind of think coherently. And even though we still may need to talk to someone about it, but we can bring ourselves down enough so that we're not having a full-blown panic attack, right? We're not hyperventilating, we're not sweating, we're not shaking, we're not feeling all of that. And maybe we can talk ourselves down enough to not pop off. Now, um, my safe space is not with Queen because <laughs> Queen will tell me to pop off. <laughs> she will throw fuel on the fire that not leads all the time to the pop offness. I'm trying to become recentered. <laughs> I'm getting ready to be a mother. <laughs> See, that's fine over there for your house, but what you tell other people is different. You're right. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. That's valid. That's valid. I really liked where this conversation went because I think so often when you hear people talk about mental health, they really just like to dig in on just that one component of talk through your emotions, have a conversation with the therapist, but they don't really like dig deep. And full disclosure, y'all, I really think we really touched on a lot of important topics with this conversation. And Christian, you gave a lot of great information, girl. We see you flexing the, the credentials. We love to see it. <laughs> but I really do enjoy the information because we did kind of touch on some, some different, some outside of the box uh, tidbits when it came to mental health today. 
Um, so I do want to just, I just wanted to throw my little feedback out there. Yes, thank you. I This, this needs to happen more um, between us and or just people. So I'm excited to see what conversation this generates because we need to be talking about this more. And more than the like self-care, I swear, Lord, it's just, it's a buzzword. It's huge. People just throw it around. And frankly, I'm sick of it because what exactly does your self-care look outside of the lashes? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it needs to be, you know, in addition to the lashes, but like, what are your layers? You know what I'm saying? When we're talking about self-care um, because that does not always look like a walk in the park. You know, like what layers do you have? Again, matching to the different thing, the layers of your emotions. It needs to match. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what pops off in good ways. After yes, this, airs. in good ways, in it's good all ways. the good ways. Absolutely. Yes, I am why excited. You, why you get so nervous when she said pop off? I seen you pausing. <gasps> I don't know. Maybe I felt triggered. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't realize I did it. <laughs> Which is something else I'm working through because I don't realize that I do things sometimes. But um, I'm excited about this conversation. I'm just going to go ahead and ask. I'm going to put this out there because we intend for this to be a series um, where we, we've talked about the stigmas and the barriers and everything right now. We've kind of given a little bit of encouragement and a little boost of confidence in order for people to seek their help, but I'm going to go out on a limb and ask that you come back with us when we talk about trauma and how that can present, because that is going to be one part in our series. And I think I know that it's going to be more beneficial to have someone with licenses and credentials <laughs> to weigh in on that conversation. Yes, I'm fully down. That is my jam. Trauma is definitely my thing. I'm ready. All right. With that, I think we're good. Yeah. Talk about trauma. Your love seat sister will be here too, girl. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen. I'm going to just bring the teddy bear because I feel like it might trigger some stuff in that conversation. Was that avoidance idea just now? Like trying to redirect? No, that know? was deflection. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's the one I was looking for. It was one of the words. I know it's one of those. Mm-hmm. It could be both. You never know. It was in the dictionary. I had to say mm-hmm. a goat before I got it out because I'm going to laugh through it. But girl, I'm going to be crying at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> crying can be very cleansing. Be very cleansing. Yeah. I've also yes. listed these resources for you in the chat for I your show notes and we so will hopefully them. they awesome. make sense mm-hmm. definitely we're going to put those in the show notes we'll put them in the comments when we make posts about this um as always thank you so 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 much for joining us thank you for following our off topics and bringing them back around with us because that's what we do <laughs> good i was feeling bad but i was reeling <laughs> off the road too <laughs> that's what we do but yeah, Queen, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Just thank you so much, Christian. We really love talking to you. You just, you really just, you in there, girl. We thank you, girl. Right. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Peace. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Talkspace Jen and Queen. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode.